Welcome to the third episode of the Stay in Teaching podcast, sponsored by the Northwest Arkansas Writing Project. I'm Tyler McBride, middle school teacher from Lincoln, Arkansas. In this episode, I'll share a short reflection on what keeps me coming back to this profession. We'll also hear from a second-year teacher about her experiences starting her career. Stay in Teaching is an initiative of the Northwest Arkansas Writing Project, or NWAWP, and is funded by the Building New Pathways to Leadership Design Challenge grant from the National Writing Project. Nationwide, 30-40% to 40% of teachers leave the profession within their first five years of teaching. This creates a revolving door of less experienced teachers, and it means that the teaching profession will soon be facing a deficit of veteran teachers and teacher leaders. Stay in Teaching is working to create a support system in the writing project for early career teachers through mentoring, networking, and professional learning. We hope to start a movement that will extend beyond Arkansas to help early career teachers become involved in leadership and stay in the profession. At the 2017 Summer Stay in Teaching Retreat in Eureka Springs, Dr. Vicki Collett prompted each attendee to write a short essay titled simply, Why I Stay, explaining why we stay in education. On that day, I struggled to write and narrow down why I stay to one thing, or even a few things. Here's my essay, still in rough form, which I have since revised to reflect my thoughts since then. The news is constantly filled with stories of failing schools or miracle fixes that will solve all the problems in education if they are implemented. The common narrative in our culture is that teaching is something easy you can do if you don't get a job elsewhere. If you share the discontent or stress you feel in your profession, someone you know will probably say something like, well, if I were a teacher, I'd just make it fun so the kids wouldn't get bored. So why do I stay? What keeps me coming back? I stay because of the kids. Sometimes, many times, they get on my nerves, as middle schoolers will do to anyone who spends much time around them. But, for many of them, their future livelihood, their social and intellectual development, and their overall well-being depend on the adults in their lives at school. I hope that I can make some small impact on even one student each day that will nudge them on a track toward a better future and a better life. I stay because I found a place that I feel valued. I love my school. I have amazing colleagues, passionate leadership, and a supportive learning community. Yes, there are still top-down mandates that none of us can control. Yes, I still deal with stress and a sometimes overwhelming amount of work. But I know that when I go to work every morning, I can count on my assistant principal checking in on me to see how I'm doing. I can count on my voice being heard and my concerns being addressed. I can count on my fellow teachers to celebrate with me when I make progress with a difficult student and to toss out what-if questions when I'm struggling with how to move forward. I stay because I found a little bit of wisdom. Early in my teaching career, I worked with an administrator who kept this poster, this prayer on a poster in her office. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. A few years ago, it was easy for me to get caught in the tension between wanting to help kids and wanting to do something that was easy between wanting freedom to teach what I wanted, but also wanting support from my colleagues and administrators. It was easy for me to be distracted by naysayers and lose my own sense of self-worth when I didn't feel valued from others. It was easy for me to fade into a spiral of hopelessness worrying about things I couldn't change and lacking the courage to try to change the things I could. But now, I think, I have a little more wisdom to know the difference. 
In my relatively short career as a teacher, I've seen teachers leave the profession for many reasons. Some are personal, the kinds of life changes that would make someone leave any profession, like starting a family, moving across the country, or taking care of loved ones who are ill. I've also seen teachers leave because they realize after a short time they've chosen the wrong profession in the first place. Perhaps they didn't enjoy working with children as much as they first thought, or perhaps they didn't realize the hours of work required outside of 8 to 3, Monday through Friday. But I've also seen teachers leave because it's hard to support a family on a teacher's salary. And I've seen teachers leave because they become discouraged by the bureaucracy of education and the inability to teach what or how they know their kids need to learn. Sometimes I think about all the teachers who have left or who are leaving or who will leave, and I start to think, what's the use? So why do I stay? I stay because I have to. Something deep inside of me says, this is what you're meant for. Your work is important, and you are valued, and the kids need you. But I understand that not everyone feels that way. Not everyone feels needed, or valued, or important. So let's make that happen, even if only for one teacher at a time. It's going to take all of us. Finally, here's a conversation I had recently with Caitlin Degani, one of my coworkers who's halfway through her second year of teaching. Hi, I'm Tyler McBride, and I'm here with Caitlin Degani, a second year teacher at Lincoln Middle School in Lincoln, Arkansas. And we're going to have just a conversation about what her first couple of years have been like. Um, so, Caitlin, here's the first question What's your background? What path led you to your teaching career? What inspired you to become a teacher? So my mom's a teacher and she's taught for 28 years and she loves her job. So I thought that was pretty encouraging growing up with a parent who loved their career so much. So that inspired me to be a teacher as well. I had some really amazing math teachers growing up and some not so amazing. So the amazing ones inspired me to be like them and the not so amazing ones inspired me to be better. Uh, I took a class at the beginning of my university experience and did some observation in elementary school and soon found out that elementary school was not for me. I then did some observation at high school and that was a little too intense so I settled on the middle school area and I haven't looked back. I love it. Okay, awesome. So what kind of challenges did you face during your first year of teaching and what do you think was the most difficult part of your job? Um, one of the challenges right off the bat was moving to a town where everybody knew everybody and I didn't know a single person, but um, that was fixed pretty quick. I made some fast friends. The most difficult part of my job was letting everything go when I left the building. I would find myself here at like 5.30, 6 o'clock, and when I got home I was still thinking about school and how I was going to group kids or different kind of activities. So I knew that if I kept that up it would be a short career for me. So just figuring out how to let it go when I leave the building and have my own life. Yeah, I think a lot of teachers definitely experience that. Um, so what kind of successes did you see in your first year and what do you think was the most rewarding part of your job? One of the big success stories, I guess, would be at the end of the year, or actually in the summertime when I got the results of our end of the year test from the previous year. And um, just knowing that my kids scored pretty high made me relieved because I was, of course, nervous, wondering whether I was giving difficult enough material or too difficult material. And so knowing that they did well on this test that I didn't create um, made me feel pretty good about them and I felt super proud. So that was pretty neat. Okay. so. 
As an early career teacher, what has your experience been like interacting with mentor teachers or more experienced teachers? And what advice would you give to veteran teachers who are working with or mentoring first year teachers? Sure. I had the very best experience working with my mentor teachers. My specific mentor that I was assigned with last year because it was my very first year offered great advice. Uh, my two partner teachers that I worked with were great as well. One had been teaching for about 15 years and was super encouraging and full of wisdom and grace. And the other partner teacher I had, this was her second year teaching last year, and so she could give me advice related directly to well, what was it like for her her first year last year. So. That was really neat. Um, some advice that I would maybe give to the veteran teachers um, would be try and stay positive and remember what it was like for your first year and when you were super excited and super nervous yourself. Okay. So uh, where do you see your career path going in the next five to ten years? And what factors do you think will help you decide whether to stay in the profession or find a different career? Um, in the next five to ten years, I'm hoping to start a family, and if all works out, I'm wanting to stay at home for a little while with my kiddos, but whether I decide to come back into teaching or to go on to a different career path um, just pretty much depends on what teaching looks like at the time. Sometimes I feel pretty overwhelmed with like the list of things that I need to do as a teacher, and I cannot even imagine doing that being a mom as well. I It's a little bit of a draining career, so it just kind of depends on whether or not I can figure out between now and the time I start a family how to prioritize and make it work, or if I would feel too overwhelmed, because at that point my priorities will be in a different place. Right now my kids are like my all, my students here at school, but eventually when I have kids of my own, it might take a shift. So just kind of depends on what teaching really looks like then. Yeah, definitely. So last question, if you had the power and or the funding to change one thing about education or society to help more teachers stay in the profession, what would you change and why? Oh, I would love to have small class sizes, and I mean like really small, like 15 to 18 would be perfect. Um, I'd also like to teach what I'm most confident in. Last year, my first year, I only taught sixth grade math because that's what I'm best at, and that's the job that I applied for, and I feel really confident in it. And this year, I'm doing fifth grade math and sixth grade math and sixth grade social studies. So with three times the classes comes three times the planning and three times the stress. So in an ideal world, I would just teach what I feel like I'm best at teaching and I understand that at a small school sometimes that isn't always an option but it would be perfect sure and sorry I just want to add one more bonus question to this if you don't mind um, so you mentioned like working at a small school has like challenges or advantages um, have you ever worked at like larger schools or like been involved with larger schools at all sure yeah um, Whenever I went to school at Missouri Southern, I did a lot of observation at the Joplin School District, and so I had my junior internship there, so I got to like watch some of how they do in their schools, and it was a little bit more, well, kind of a lot more specialized. They went like department-based areas and sections, and that had its perks. I definitely love teaching at a small school, so I wouldn't trade it, but if I could make it a perfect world, I would have the best of both. Yeah, that's, that's what was, that was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about working at a small school? No, I love it. I personally went to a small school, K through 12, about the same size as the school I'm teaching at now, and I I just love it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you very much for being willing to talk to us today, and hopefully we'll hear great things about your career in the future. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Stay in Teaching or at Stay in Teaching. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to share it with a fellow educator and be sure to use the hashtag Stay in Teaching on social media. We look forward to your voice being included in the ongoing conversation about keeping quality teachers in our profession.